Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw. And if you're joining us today, it's because you're here for another bonus round episode of the show, where this week we are once again recapping Star Wars Ahsoka, the recap with no cap. We are going to get into Ahsoka episode four, Fallen Jedi, in full spoilers. And joining me today, it's the old school Comic Book Nation crew. What's up, guys? It's uh, Matthew Uh-oh. Aguilar. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and Janelle Wheeler. Hello, hello. I'm wearing my David oh, Tennant yeah. shirt, by the way. Oh, boy. Respect. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, you guys were tiny in the window. I couldn't see you there for a minute. But uh, it's good to see you guys again. It's another, it's another uh, Wednesday morning. And that means we have to talk about Star Wars Ahsoka because these things drop Tuesday nights. Here we are. Let's just get into it. You know, forget the preamble. The people are here to see, you know, what we thought. Um, I mean, it's no secret. If you're just joining us this episode for some reason, like, yeah, I mean, here's the breakdown. I'm the big Star Wars geek here. Um, Matt is kind of a middling Star Wars geek and Janelle barely tolerates this stuff, but loves it when it's good and loves her some like Mando and some mainstream stuff. And we've thrown her into some comics and stuff like that. So that's how we're all coming at this. If you are just getting into comic book nation now. So, I mean, as for me, uh, yeah, I was eating in episode four of Ahsoka. What was, what, what is there to say? First of all, Peter Ramsey, director of uh, one of the directors of Into the Spider-Verse, got to do this episode, a little fun behind the scenes fact. And uh, I thought he did a great job. I thought more so than anybody, like Ramsey got the assignment of like what Dave Filoni is going for with, by the way, like let's just establish like this is a samurai tale, like a samurai style story. And from the sword play to the way it just kind of played out in this episode to the red forest in which it took place, this felt very like samurai, almost anime kind of style. And uh, I dug it. I thought that, you know, there are some funny things we're going to get into. We got to get into the Merrick of it all and, uh, and all that stuff. And of course, the big finale. But yeah, I mean, this was a good singular kind of bottle episode. Of course, it's part of a progression of a storyline. But I thought this was a good bottle episode in, in what it did for like character development and progression, balancing kind of action and like meaningful stuff with humor. I thought like we got to know like our villains in like Balin Skull and Ray Stevenson is a very interesting and like captivating villain and while still being very formidable and scary. Um, and so, yeah. And I think for me overall, this was at least a good breath I could let out about where this series is going. Cause this is the midpoint. Of course there are eight episodes to this. And so like this is we're halfway. Right. 
and I liked, and I think last week we were saying, I was like, I think in our last recap, I was like, by episode four, they need somebody to be jumping through a gate or gate piece stolen or something happening. And, you know, we got all that and more. So I was eating this episode, but my bias is clear. Let's jump to the <laughs> other side of the spectrum. Janelle Wheeler, what did you think of Ahsoka episode four? Oh, man. Um, guys, I said it last time i can't remember if i said it on the main podcast or the bonus show but i was saying something like this this could be like my favorite disney plus star wars anything and it just continues to prove that to me and i actually like, looked up all the shows because there had been a ton of more releases on disney plus than you would even think right. like when you really actually think about it you're like uh, wow there are there are a lot of projects that came through and like the standouts um, for me have been Andor and Ahsoka. So I, on that same vein, it feels so good to see Jedi, like to see people be able to like move things with their mind and the lightsabers like Andor, we didn't get that. Mando, we don't get that. Like, I feel like we didn't even get Obi-Wan like any, like this is like, this is like action packed. This is live action, like bliss for people who love the Jedi things. Um, the fighting was amazing. I feel like it's absolutely stunning. The show is to me, one of the most beautiful scenes. I like all of these beautiful scenes they're showing and like the land and the ships, just every, everything about this. I am just raving. I'm all about it. And this episode was spectacular, even with me not having any idea. And we'll talk about this. I'm sure later on in the show, but I don't know the connection with her and Anakin, but even not knowing that, um, I, I felt emotionally moved by it. So I hope, I hope everyone else felt that too. I mean, I just want a quick shout out in the comments over on Facebook. Nick Turner said the writing's predictable. If you knew where this episode was going to end, I got a casino I want you to come with me to <laughs> like this weekend because I'm gonna I'll need you at my roulette table because if you're saying the writing's predictable and you knew where this was gonna go by the end. Well, the I general, we all knew they'd go through the gate, but like with yeah. who and how it happened, I did not yeah. see that at all. There's yeah. twist in this episode. I don't think anybody saw. I don't think anybody saw people switch sides. I don't think anybody saw where Ahsoka yes. would end up. Like, come on, man. Anyway, oh, we're, we're taking yeah. up Matt's time. Yeah, let's let's get to Matt, and then no. we can really dig in. <laughs> no, I, was, I was enjoying the discourse. No, uh, I look. I I agree with you. You both. Um, I think you bring up a lot of good points, and uh, you know, I. I was so disappointed, but it was that shows you how invested I am, right? Because I was I was disappointed in Sabine's choice, right? I thought right up until the last minute, I thought, oh, she's gonna like she's gonna destroy it herself. She's gonna do something. She's gonna like do it, and then they just like she drops it. And I just my soul was crushed. I was, <laughs> I, was I thought for I was, sure someone was gonna get in there and yeah, mix it up. I, so I was just you know I was disappointed, but again that I was invested and I was. You know, I was like, oh, don't do that. You know, I just I, I felt so much. And, and that's a credit also to, you know, Ray Stevenson. Um, you know, Balin is so I mean, he shines in this episode throughout the entire episode. And he's very convincing. You know, you can understand why someone, especially who is as torn as she is about Ezra and everything, would just okay. You know what I mean? Like you can you can understand it. It still makes it disappointing. But again, I was I was invested the whole way through. I want to see where this goes. Um, 
you know, it was nice to see Hera back in things. And, and so I, I just, I, I agree with Janelle wholeheartedly. This show is gorgeous. Like this is stunning. Also, I want to shout out, I think it's Sir Glean. Uh, it was awesome to see a droid fight. Droid fight, droid fight. Yeah, droids getting crazy. it in. That, yo, <laughs> if the internet crazy. is not memeing. Yeah, we need that meme to like right right now. Like droids getting it in. Like yeah, that was that was. I was ready for Tenet to a, grab a, a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, we've seen a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, people saying yeah, this isn't predictable. Like we've seen a lot of Star Wars. We have not seen droids get it in. I mean, we've seen Chopper and R two throw down. If you read the comics, you've seen some killer droids throw down. But like straight up, just scrapping it, doing a fair one, two droids, like having awesome. a fair one. Yeah, that was great. And, and you Huyang, know, who young, like, yeah, just with the head bud and like, yeah, man, he was he, like, they were actually great. like throwing, you know what I mean? They were actually like throwing punches and, and it was, it was great to see. Um, I will also say, you know, we'll talk about it here, obviously in a minute, the big, uh, I've already seen it mentioned in the comments, you know, the pseudo fake out of, you know, hey, this is a big deal, and then it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, Good old I, Ralph Boner. I, I, but it's one of those things that I loved about Last Jedi, establishing that like, not you know, like Ray's parents were no big, you know, they weren't supposed to be anyway. Until I, I kind of like <laughs> the next movie, I get a little pissy about because like, ah, oh, that I don't feel like that was the direction it was supposed to go, but. The whole thing in Last Jedi of Ray's parents were like not anyone in particular. They were just parents. I loved that idea. And then, you know, go screw it up and add Palpatine into the mix, whatever. But like that idea of that, I love. So the fact that it, you know, that was kind of a fake out, I'm kind of okay with. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm cool with that if it feeds into that. Also, we don't know. They could bring that around and maybe that's something else, you know. But Wait, I love I, I'm lost. You like three card monied me like right there. Which part are you talking about? Like which fake out? We can get so into I'm talking it now. About, like, oh, I was trying to leave it vague so that you could set it up yeah, for I, a minute. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh essentially the um because that was the like assassin masked person, right? That Ahsoka was oh, fighting, yeah. right? Yeah. Merrick, and then it's yeah. just yeah, it's just like I don't know what gas <laughs> spirit. Yeah, was, like I don't know like, what the yeah, what no, there that? are gaseous, there are gaseous beings in Star Wars. Like there are some races that are gas, gaseous beings in oh, like suits, and things that's like cool. that. But like, I don't know exactly how they're going to explain this. That is not my job. Uh, this Merrick thing is that's that's for Star Wars TikTok and, and the showrunners to figure <laughs> out. Man, like I'm not getting into that. I thought thought it was funny because I was just like, I've already tweeted like it was Ralph Boner, like. Um, it's just another Ralph Boner moment where we all had these crazy theories about Starkiller or Ezra. Or, and then it's just like, literally just like a fart, like out of a bag. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just like, there you go, internet. That's what you believe. Sometimes it feels like we're getting trolled here, but it, it's okay. Like, we nobody did that to us. He showed up in two scenes. And I hope Merrick becomes the new Boba Fett of Star Wars. Like, justice for Merrick's shirt. <laughs> I hope everybody thinks I want to see like a Tales of the Jedi three part episode about how he got where he got and find out something crazy about him. Like when he was just a young piece of steam or whatever. Like, yeah, I want to know. I want to, you know, just a young piece of steam. (laughs) (laughs) You're all right. I think we broke Matt. You're right. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we did that to ourselves. So we I always do. do. Have a good. 
I know, I know. I mean, but I pulled back. I realized what we were doing a couple episodes ago. And I was like, yo, man. I mean, I think I even put it in the last one. I was like, is this going to really turn out to be something? Or are we, or no, it was in the regular episode on Friday. I was like, is this going to turn out to be something? Or are we all just, because we were going into Sam Witwer, like the whole rabbit hole with that and what his voice meant. And then yeah, I think it was Matt, you were like, bro just does everything for Filoni. Like he'll just drop a voice here. So it doesn't mean anything and didn't mean anything. So there we go. So let's go down our rundown agenda so we can be efficient and get on out of here. Did you guys think this was a big enough game changer for the midpoint in the series? Were you guys happy with that? Are you still happy with the pace of the show? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like a game changer. I don't know if that's how I'd put it, but I don't need a game changer. Just keep building up upon this and keep going with Whoa. it. because. Here's the thing. I think it is a game changer in the sense that I don't know if people are really if you have not watched Star Wars animation, I don't know if you're prepared for how weird this is about to get. Right. OK. Now, if you if you've seen things like the Clone Wars Mortis arc where they kind of met the three embodiments of the force in these mystical beings like the father, no the idea. daughter and the son. You know, the daughter's the light side, the son was the dark side, and the father was the balance between the two. Like, there's a whole thing where Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka got stuck there, and Anakin kind of learned about how he would be lured to the dark side and even saw visions of himself as Vader. He couldn't handle it, so he kind of, like, passed out. But anyway, the world between worlds, let's talk about the ending. So the ending, Ahsoka wakes up in this place. It looks very much like the world between worlds, as envisioned in live action, as we kind of saw it in animation, which is now kind of being almost like a purgatory. I don't know what they're doing, mm -hmm. if this is real Anakin or her kind of vision of of him or whatever they're going to explain it. But we're about to get metaphysical, medical. <laughs> we're going to get metaphysical, physical. So, yeah, it's going to get nuts. Like, we're going to be into some real deep Star Wars eastern philosophy tinged like metaphysical I love that craziness and i i really don't know meanwhile the other half of the show is going possibly to other galaxies we don't know what these galaxies are i've seen people tweeting like brandon davis phase zero host like i don't hope we don't get into some more multiverse craziness we don't need to do that like i hope this new galaxy is just new stuff i've heard all kinds of theories people have that we could be getting stuff from um star wars legends which is like, uh, what is that? I forget this alien race that they fought a whole war against. Starts with a Y. Anyway, so they're, uh, that they, and they were beings who came from the outer regions beyond known space. And, uh, and yeah, the Yuzhan Vong. Or, no, no, right no, I think that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, the Yuzhan Vong War. Okay, so the Yuzon Vong were these crazy, the chosen race. Yeah, the chosen race. They were people from the known, from outside the known regions of the known galaxy as we know it. And they're a huge arc in Star Wars Legends because they fought a massive war against these beings from this other galaxy. And that had a lot to do with like Jason Solo and like, and the whole kind of that arc of them becoming Jedi and dark side. So there was a whole thing. There was a whole thing with Boba Fett and in his role, he became a general in all this, I believe in fighting this war and like led Mandalorians and did all this stuff. It, it got nuts. 
So people are theorizing that like Thrawn, who was also pulled from the same kind of EU, that we could be getting this race and that's what's beyond the galaxy. I think that would be interesting because that would at least kind of, that's a thing you can do with Thrawn. Like who is Thrawn and why is he coming back such, and what's he bringing with him as a threat? If he brings like an entire army of weird, crazy, like savages from outside the galaxy, it's a thing you can actually like bottleneck and finish up and say like by the time this was over they they banished all those people or killed them and sent them all or whatever got them all back to the other galaxy and so they were out and so by the time that was over and the first order rise like people this was self-contained enough you know what i mean anyway i gave you guys a link in the private chat so you guys can actually see what the hell i'm talking about instead of I know Janelle's brain's glazing over. Like, I'm oh, yeah, definitely. Origin. I'm like, I don't know. I I thought she died and she was in like, you know, purgatory or something and saw. Well, vision. that's well, that's what I'm saying. That's Ahsoka. She's going to like, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say here. And I guess I failed. So let me just boil it down again. <laughs> One half of the show is going to be Ahsoka in metaphysical land. The other half of the show is going to be Sabine Wren out in unknown space, seeing God knows what is out there now these things can converge because obviously the world between worlds and yes nick turner you might be predictable here is the world between worlds theoretically can take you anywhere across time and space so ahsoka can literally walk out of a doorway and be where she needs to be the plot I feel armor like that already... will happen sooner than later yeah i mean that plot armor already happened because she's only alive because ezra pulled her out right before darth vader cut her head off and pulled her and then like it was this weird time loop because like he last saw her fighting like seasons ago and then like in season two and then he like pulls her out of there in season four when he's older and she's like whoa what happened and she experiences that kind of time travel quote unquote that way because older Ezra saves her from that moment where she would have been wiped out by Vader and that's why she's still alive now um Anyway, so the, yeah, this could all get really weird. So both halves of this show could be potentially really weird and nothing we know of Star Wars. Like, typically the most people know. And I can't wait to see people lose their minds and be out here on the internet getting it in, fighting over Star Wars in the next few weeks. <laughs> I mean, they're already doing that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that. It's, it's, yeah. I will say... This is, it... this is in the realm of typical Star Wars stuff. Yeah. What I'm saying say. is we are on both sides of the show about to go into some very extreme places. But what I think and they I, did a good job in is I don't really think you needed to know any of that. I thought they did a good job of conveying the message. Like, as Janelle was kind of alluding to, right, the purgatory thing, like, yes, it has a deeper meaning. And, and they'll probably do a, I, I've learned to not underestimate them anymore as far as, like, onboarding. They do a pretty good job of that. Like, Star Wars actually does a pretty good job of, like, condensing an idea down mm -hmm. into something that people haven't who haven't binged other stuff can grab onto like the basic elements right um so i think they'll do i mean obviously we, we've already seen a little bit of that here um you know i'm familiar with some of that so like i came in going oh okay i kind of know i know what that is <laughs> i don't know where we're gonna go from here it looks a little weird like you know it was like different stuff but like okay i have that but i think they did a good job of like you know anyone who's kind of seen that you know, stories that kind of take things to that plane where you're seeing people from the past or dead people or whatever, you're, you know, that idea, I thought they did a good job of kind of conveying that as a hook. Um, 
So I thought it was, I, I thought it was, it was really good. I, I think they've done a l- really good job. We should talk about overall real quick because we started out the show talking about like Clone Wars and Rebels. And like, if you're not into that stuff or you haven't watched that stuff, you're going to kind of feel left behind or maybe not get stuff. I thought they've so far, I think they've actually done a very good job of planting enough information, contextual stuff to let you enjoy this story on its own. And if you know that stuff, you're getting like 10 times more out of it. But I think they've done a really good job of bringing people on. Like, I feel like a lot of the things of, you know, I'm like, I'm completely lost or this show is only for people that I think that's very simplistic. And I think that's very like making a bunch of assumptions right off the bat. It's very knee jerk reaction. Um, I think think... as things have played out, it's not done that. I think they've done a good job. No, I think it's funny because of the synchronicity between this and one piece, which is, I think both of these are live action shows, the Netflix one piece, which we just also did an awesome bonus episode for. Great. Um, Yeah. yeah, But it's, it's a show. I think both of these are shows that onboard you well enough and are entertaining enough to make you want to go back and watch this stuff. This has been the best thing to ever happen to rebels. People who have never watched Rebels, people who I've been tried to convince, my own brothers, like, will call me and be like, all right, I'm going to do it. All right, all right, all right, all right, I'm going to do it. Just like, give me give, give me the ones I got to really watch. And I'm like, oh, I got you. I mean, there's a million of those. We got you. This ain't one piece. It was four seasons. I can I can get you through pretty quick to all the really great stuff. But And people are realizing, like, yeah, when Rebels hit, like, that really hit in some of the best Star Wars moments, like, you're going to see. So... I think they're doing, I think it is simplistic. I think you can get into this and then go back later and see Rebels and then even watch this again and be like, oh, now I get it even more. Like, I Mm -hmm. I like it. We got to wrap up soon. uh, But how did you guys, let's get to the big thing. How did you guys feel about the cameo at the end? Some people are out here already wild and like putting up a picture of a de-aged Yoda or something like that. You can see that on my Twitter feed. And it is so you guys are so guys are so wrong in Star Wars, man. Uh, but I didn't care. I mean it's interesting the look of Anakin in this scene because you know the last time we saw him in the DH was that scene in Obi-Wan, which is still, you know, I think a pretty impressive scene that flashback I love that dueling whole sequence. and how they yeah. I love that whole episode. People crap on Obi-Wan, but that episode was great, like when they're in the base and they're trying to outwit Vader and get away and it's like flashbacks to the duel and he's always telling anakin about his aggression and that's how he uses it against vader to get out of there um but that looked pretty cool Uh, but i think the look says something and and i'm kind of curious about where they take it because it's a very specific kind of time It, it really does look like we're we're seeing like revenge of the sith anakin like as if he didn't turn if what he would look like again about that age so i don't know oh that's emotional. i'm kind of curious right yeah, yeah yeah and you know people are freaking out because he said hey snips which is like the first time we've ever heard that and that was his nickname for ahsoka when she was like a plucky young padawan because of she was like so mouthy and kind of like you know she was very outspoken and feisty i and he love called her, her so much god i love and her like yeah and yeah I'm, I'm really interested to see you know we all are going to be I know nine o'clock on Tuesday with central time or 6 PM Pacific time next week, people are going to be front row and center getting ready for this one because on time. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be an emotional reunion and there's so much that, I mean, 
for people who aren't even deep into this and didn't watch Clone Wars, they didn't see the resolution of that. There is so much because Ahsoka and Anakin's because of, I mean, you know, canon made it, but like their relationship got was so deep and strong. And then it got fractured so quickly when this incident happened where she got framed for a terrorist attack on the Jedi temple. And because everyone doubted her and even Anakin proved her innocence, but she just was like, she saw early, she was like, we've messed up as an order, like choosing this war, choosing the Republic. That's like not what Jedi are supposed to be. We're not supposed to be generals and we're not supposed to be choosing war sides and influencing politics and doing all that. And that's why she walked away and they never got to have any resolution because like right when she walked away and she came back briefly and saw him that she went on a mission to Mandalore and helped Bo-Katan stop Darth Maul and save Mandalore. And on her way back, even when she was thinking of talking to Anakin to figure things out, that's when he flipped out and killed everybody and order 66 happened and she barely got away. She had to kill a lot of her own soldiers and get off that ship with Darth Maul and Captain Rex. And they never got to have any resolution like whatsoever. And she knew she saw Vader once during the rebels era, but like, when he died, that was it, right? And Return of the Jedi. So it's going to be nuts. And that scene is going to be one of the biggest ones, pivotal ones in Star Wars, you know. And I, if most of the next episode is just that scene of them doing stuff together, like I, I'll, I'll be there for it. So it's going to be nuts. I know. I know you guys probably don't care about that as much as I do, but. I mean, I care. I'm definitely, I'm just excited. I love what Fair said in the chat that like, you know, obviously it's her master is gone and them reuniting is so good because we get to see the redeemed Vader. That's such a cool, can we have like a redeemed Vader pop figure, please? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah, that perspective is, I hope Hayden Christensen gets to cook and like talk. At, we've never really yeah. heard him talk as Anakin post Vader. Yeah. Like, yeah. Does he feel like? How does he look? Guys, at ooh, I can't wait, I'm, man. Let's I'm, we got to shut this thing down. Let's get to episode five. Okay, Come back for go. the. No, no, no. You go, Jay. Jay, you, you take. Well, I just, I, I just, just something exciting is I'm going to be where they filmed the scenes, um, for his like, like my favorite scenes of like he and um, oh my god, Padme. Padme falling in love in Lake Como. I'm going there. <laughs> like, oh, what? No. That's awesome. So I'm no. gonna like try to reenact it. <laughs> yeah, please. We need something for the feeds. Give us a good reenactment. I'll take you pictures. Know, I, for, yeah, we'll post it. I mean, I know your hubby will be a good get him. I mean, you got to get him. To, is he working on his braid? His Padawan braid? Yeah. <laughs> Clip on. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry, A. I'm sorry, Eddie. I'm just, I'm just out here It'd be great. On that yeah. note, we got to get out of here. This has been our recap of Ahsoka episode four. This is Comic Book Nation. If you're just coming for the recap of this show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. It's youtube.com backslash comic book, all one word dash nation. And we are also on Twitch on the comic book page. Again, one word, twitch.tv backslash comic book. And you can find our work on comicbook.com, including everything we'll be writing about this episode of Ahsoka, what we think the future of the series holds, and all that good stuff. And be sure to subscribe to Comic Book Nation, your favorite platforms, your podcast platforms, because we will be back Friday with our regular live episode. Longer, stronger, whole crew will be here. Be sure to tune in for that. If you want to talk to us, you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. You can find me at Janelle Wheeler. 
Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Comic Book Nation. Have a good rest of the week. We'll see you out there. Peace. This is...